1: Probably the finest, most exciting, high-energy live broadcast in the history of the Cigar Dave Show. And we have done tons. We've done at least 100 live broadcasts, 100 live broadcast invasions in the 20 years of the Cigar Dave Show. And last week's in the Western New York Theater of Operations, the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the Water was absolutely over the top. Our Buffalo lieutenants and lieutenants that joined us from across the country for that event came out in full force. They were ready to lightate, to libate, to pontificate and celebrate, and they did it with absolute robust vigor. What an incredible time to be back in my hometown, and lieutenants... We are going to have a great time today on the Cigar Dave Show as we enjoy the alpha male good life. long Ash greetings and salutations. A long-ass snappy salute. Semper Delectatio. Always pleasure. America's alpha male front and center. And we have moved Command Center Alpha to a very highly classified location in the Western New York Theater of Operations. We're at the GOP, the Gary O'Brien's Pub, with uh, Lieutenant Gary and Mrs. Harem of One Gina. first of all, Lieutenant Gary, as always, thank you for the kind hospitality. You have set up an incredible amount of libations and delicacies and just great atmosphere, and we've got the entire crew, our Cigar Dave crew here. What a perfect way to celebrate after our Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest last week.
2: General, it is obviously my honor and pleasure to have the entire crew here. Uh, like you said, the show was a huge hit, and uh, I was looking forward to... Uh, kind of pulling the plug after such a wonderful show, having everyone here at the uh, the Gary O'Brien's Pub to kind of reflect back on uh, what took uh, place yesterday.
1: And and we are recording this, I should say, even though this is uh, airing on, uh, I think, let's see, what is it, Saturday the 22nd. Yes, Saturday the 22nd. We were actually recording it the day after, Saturday, August 16th, of our Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest, and we're outside under this beautiful gazebo. It's 82 degrees. There's not a cloud in the sky. The humidity is low. It is the perfect setting, and I'm joined not only by Lieutenant Gary and Mrs. Harem of One Gina, but I've got Voice Talon Ed. Greetings, Voice Talent Ed. I am
0: here front and center and happy to be here, buddy. We Ed. had a great show yesterday, man.
1: We did, and we did it because of you and Colonel Ange, front and center as well. <laughs> Thank you, General, very much. Had a great time yesterday. You, were ver- you lost how much weight yesterday during the show? Uh,
3: two pounds, General. Oh.
1: Two pounds. Yes, sir. You're in front of that hot grill and the smoker, and uh, even though it could be minus 20 degrees outside, you're still going to develop a huge sweat.
3: You know, General, I took the big guy, Dave the Butcher, and put him... Between me and the grill, it didn't do any good. You know, he's a big guy. He couldn't block
1: the heat. You're behind a grill, and you could put Weight Watchers out of business. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. Come on. Listen. In fact, good. we're going to work on that next year. You could year. sell that. Yeah. And we've also got uh, Captain Paul front and center.
4: Captain Paul, uh, General, another great show. General, the first thing I did when I got here to Gary O'Brien's pub is uh, take a dip in the pool with his two beautiful daughters and uh, Private Geo little snuba diving, so I'm nice and cooled off and relaxed. Did you say snuba diving or yes. scuba diving? No, it's snuba diving. It's uh, uh, snuba well, diving. Yeah, it consists of having your scuba tank hook up to a regulator with two 40-foot hoses. So you get these children, four, five, six, seven, eight years old, you put this regulator in their mouth, put a mask on them, and they're underwater for... 15, 20 minutes, they don't know the difference. They adapt to it real quick. It's a great way to introduce them to a beautiful sport that I enjoy, scuba diving.
1: Well, I enjoy the sport of uh, harem procurement. <laughs> and, well. and, and I am going to teach Private G now that he's official crew member. Very young. Wait, general, wait, 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 wait.
4: 12-year-old <laughs> <laughs> doesn't need that kind of encouragement right now. It is never too early, Captain Paul, uh, to set Private G on the right track. I know you're talking from all the experience of all the children you've raised, G. Uh, in general. <laughs> <laughs> I have this,
1: this, this five-star alpha guides Americans that start out as unknowing, potential wussified betas, and I guide them so that they grow up to be alpha Americans, proud alpha Americans. And as you know, Captain Paul, it is never too early to start encouraging boys to become alpha males from a young age. That's the problem we've had in this country for the last 40 years is because from the time they get out of the uh, out of the womb, they're raised to be wussified betas, and that is not going to take place. But in general,
3: uh, the way uh, Sam Clemens put it, and I'll, I'll change it a little bit just to make sure that they understand it. It's updated. If you, your son is not an alpha male at the age of 13, there is only one way to handle that, and that's execution.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, for the Democrats us- listening, Sam Clemens, just so you know, Mark Twain. Mark Twain, Mark Twain yes. Just wanted to clarify <laughs> that. Okay, thank now, you. We, now, joining us from the European Theater of Operations, of course, the gecko Mick the Brit. Mick, you did a great job riling everybody up yesterday, and what is amazing to me is they actually find you entertaining and they want you to <laughs>
5: offer <laughs> When Captain Paul started talking about having a regulator for the mouth, I actually heard somebody say they should get one for Mick. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I think they're talking about an alcohol uh, uh limiter there regulator. regulator mick that's i think what they're talking about but you were good yesterday i have to say since we hooked you up with a vodka iv it's worked out much better <laughs> yeah, because did, the alcohol
5: yeah. is controlled throughout the two-hour show that's the that's the secret right there it's controlled yeah
1: outstanding and let's see behind we've got puff muffin laurie puff muffin outstanding job yesterday as always
5: thank you very much it was great to be
3: there totally ensured enjoyed the show Little disappointed about the poll, and Gary O'Brien's pub <laughs> has no poll. Uh, so, once again, a little uh, let down. Do you
1: see that umbrella <laughs> under the table? That's connected to a poll. All right. And Wait actually- a minute. Hold on. I think uh, Dave the
3: Butcher is Polish. <laughs> 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 Oh, you guys are so helpful. Yeah. L- L- As I- always, a I- pleasure.
1: Actually, uh, uh, Puff Muffin Laurie, let me make you feel a little bit more at home. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, now on the main stage, put your hands together <laughs> for the Puff Muffin Laurie. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make you feel a little more?
6: Oh, feels so much and, better. And actually, on the, way so
1: back, home. on the way back from Grand Island, New York yesterday, from the Buffalo Launch Club where we held our Cigar Day Alpha Pleasure Fest, I saw a billboard for Tiffany's. It said, exit right here, a gentleman's club. And sure enough, you were ahead of me. I saw you take that right. <laughs> <laughs> hey.
3: Took that turn right away. Didn't see any of you boys there, but whatever. Still made a good buck.
1: As long as you, you perform, that's excellent. Portuguese princess, as always, another outstanding job. Colleen, you, you you always assist Colonel Ange very ably. And I noticed that there were signs in front of the pooch pit that said alpha males only. What, what, what's the slogan on there, uh, Colonel Ange?
3: General, it says uh, pooch pit, beta males only, no
1: balls, no admission. So Portuguese princess... What exactly you came up with a prop?
2: I did have some balls taped on. (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) So does Mick.
1: So
7: does Mick. A mix are removable at
1: any time. (laughs) And and, And we've got XO Tim Miller front and center. XO Tim, outstanding job again.
7: Thank you, General. I believe it's my eighth year being part of the show and i yesterday was by far the best show that i've ever been a part of i could not believe how many states how many people came from far and wide for that show
1: and we wanted to talk to so many people we had people that came from for their anniversary from pennsylvania we had people we had a gentleman john i think from manassas virginia Nine I think it was Manassas, Virginia, or somewhere in Virginia, nine hours he drove. We had someone that drove all the way from Gainesville, Florida. We had people from across the country, and I cannot tell them, and if if they're listening right now, I'm sorry we didn't have the time to get to you. We really did. We greeted everybody as they walked in, and uh, I, I can't tell you just how appreciative I am that you would come up for the show for that distance and I certainly hope you all had a great time and I I believe everybody did between the bag they got with the Jack Daniels uh, bottle of Tennessee whiskey and the eight cigars from Rocky Patel and they had uh, a sample bottle of beer from from Hamburg Brewing and Ellicottville Brewing a Woodford Reserve money clip a Jack Daniels t-shirt we had the uh uh Swish for Energy uh, sample bottles. The The food buffet was incredible. The libation samplings, nobody went away hungry or felt that they didn't get great value for their ticket. Oh, We also had coffee from Premier uh, 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 Roasters, which is uh, premium roasters. In Outstanding Atlanta. in Lackawanna, New York, our special Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest blend. It was just incredible. And also joining us, a very good friend of mine and a mentor of mine, long time, I st- is Ed Kilgore, the retired, I, not retired, I've got to say the, Sports Director Emeritus of WGRZ-TV, the NBC affiliate in Buffalo. I actually went to work for Ed, I think it was in 1980, when I was 15. I was just about two months away from getting a learner's permit. And uh, Ed was my mentor and learned a ton from Ed uh, working in sports. And not only about just broadcasting, but life in general. And Ed, what a delight to have you with us today. And you've got a book that you've written that we're going to talk about a little bit later.
8: That's right. And for you, Dave, I put a lot of pictures in it. So, <laughs> <as you> said, <laughs> uh,
1: but uh, let me let me ask you: uh, Are they hot? Are, are they <laughs> the ones uh, hot in with those
8: uh, the, the ones of my wife are. Okay, <laughs> yeah. there you go. But and you uh, just spilled your red wine on on, on, on Gina, Gina as you said Gina, that. Gina, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> am, am I out of the harem now? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. oh, no! No, 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 no. Uh, uh, Ed, you're those please. You're not strange, in the harem. Right? Let me <laughs> yeah. clarify that. You listen. You are not in my harem. Uh, I assure um, you that only hot females are in my harem. I think you meant Gina's harem. Gina's harem. That's what I.
8: By the way. Now I'm understanding. I'm finding out you actually lied about your age. I thought you were 16 when you went to work for us.
1: Well, as I always say, uh, just you know, uh, lie first, ask questions later. Be,
8: yep, be, <laughs> better to beg forgiveness. Uh, exactly. Uh, After later, but uh, no, you. I tell you what, though, Dave. Even at, at 15, I told some people. I said this yesterday, but it's true that. Uh, he was so uh, enthusiastic and knowledgeable, and uh, I said, "You know what? I, by the time he's 23, I'm going to be working for him somewhere." <laughs> yeah. Scary and, thought. Uh, I know, scary thought. But then he went. <laughs> then his life took off in a different direction. He went out and got a real, real profession, other than sportscasting, sports which is kind of working in the sandbox of life. But,
1: uh, and, and but actually. But, but,
8: You saw saw the light, though. At least we showed you what way not to go. You know what?
1: I'll tell you what. I saw the general managers and I saw the big executives with the nice cars going out to dinner, fancy dinners, the nice suits. I'm like, you know what? I think I like that route. I like that. That's the way to go. But Ed, we've got a great. I've got a story. I'm going to remind you of you. I think you will remember early on when I started a very funny story that we'll share in just a little bit. Lieutenants, we have a. This is a very special show, a special edition of the Cigar Dave Show. It is the. uh, We're recording this the day after the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water from the Gary O'Brien's Pub, the GOP, the most clandestine and exclusive alpha male man cave in the entire, not only Western New York Theater of Operations, but very well maybe the United States of America. And we continue. We'll be joined by our great crew, Ed Kilgore, a longtime friend, the sportscaster emeritus of the NBC affiliate in Buffalo. He's got some great stories, and we're going to have some great cigars. We've got Dave the Butcher that's joining us as well. We're having a party, and this is what it's all about, lieutenants. Great friends, great weather, great cigars, great libations, great cigars, great delicacies, a great time. That's what it's all about. We'll continue front and center.
0: The 2015 Alpha Pleasure Fest at The Rock is Saturday, November 21st at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Tampa. The Alpha Male Good Life Maneuvers are presented by Davidoff and distilled by Jack Daniels. Your VIP tickets to the Alpha Pleasure Fest include Davidoff cigars, Jack Daniels libations, a scrumptious buffet fit for an Alpha Male, a special gift from Cigar Dave, and so much more. Tickets are on sale now at CigarDave.com. The story that made the cigar. The cigar that made history. Eighty years ago, Monte Cristo began a legacy of crafting only the finest cigars. Now, that legacy is honored by the very special, extremely limited edition, Monte Cristo 80th Anniversary Cigar. Crafted for the first time, Dominican Pilatico Tobacco. Grown from seeds hand carried from Cuba by Pepe Mendez. This exclusive cigar is like no other, rolled in a dark and oily Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper. Monte Cristo 80th Anniversary Cigar. Features a rich, fuller body, and wonderfully complex smoke. Packaged in an elegant handmade box, these exceptional cigars are available now at your local tobacconist. Honor the legacy with the Monte Cristo 80th Anniversary. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale.
1: As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brick House, San Latino, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for twenty you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars.
0: to great scotch. This is America's five-star
1: pleasure paradise. The Cigar Dave Show. Well, we're coming to you today from the very exclusive and clandestine Gary O'Brien's Pub in the Western New York Theater of Operation. Our host, Lieutenant Gary, Mrs. Harem of One Gina. And uh, I have to tell you both, first of all, I cannot tell you thank you enough and how shocked I was to receive uh, just an incredible gift, the painted mural that you... And Gary, my mother, my sister, apparently had been colluding on for a number of months uh, in very clandestine form, I might add. The the NSA would be, and CIA would be very proud. But I was overwhelmed. And I'm thinking to myself, in the segment, I'm supposed to, Colonel Andrews was supposed to bring me Grandma Ida's pastrami sandwich. All of a sudden, I see all the entire Cigar Dave crew with their blue Cigar Dave crew shirts. I'm like, why is everybody coming up to bring me Grandma Ida's Pastrami Sandwich. And then Gina comes from behind the back of the stage, uh, the tent, our backdrop with this gigantic something on an, on an easel, which obviously was a painting covered in black. And I cannot tell you how uh, shocked I was and surprised and uh, overwhelmed to receive that. I mean, that is that gift is priceless. And uh, I'll tell you, I just I can't thank you enough.
2: General, like you said, we've been working on this project for several months. I met with Sagar Mom and Sagar Sister in March. We knew your 20th anniversary was coming up, uh, being on the radio, and obviously that's a huge milestone. I couldn't think of a more appropriate place to present this with you in front of your home crowd, in front of your mom and your sister, and uh, your crew. And what we did with the picture was, is I met with your mom, we went through photo albums, we looked uh, for anything that would be very special to you, obviously. Which uh, your dad's in the picture, both your grandfather's, uh, Salton, your dog. Yes,
1: my dog, German Shepherd Salton. Um,
2: everyone's seated around a poker table, playing cards, uh, having a cigar, libations. The picture reflects you just having a good time and uh, enjoying life, so to speak. And let's
1: not forget the Rat Pack the above Rat Pack, us. Yes. Great picture of the Rat Pack overlooking the gold label cigars that my grandfather enjoyed. And Tim, uh, the, the artist, Tim, Tim Martin. Tim Martin did an incredible job, the detail. I, I was even just looking, the way that my, my dad used to cross his hands and my grandfather used to hold his cigar, he captured it incredibly. And even the the white muzzle of my German Shepherd, Salted, he captured it in, in great detail. So it's really, it's incredible. And Lieutenants, uh, uh, we are, we, we've tweeted out pictures, but I'm telling you the pictures do not do it justice. And all of you here have seen it, and uh, it's just, it really is a, to me, it's, it's the Mona Lisa. It really, because of uh, the, the specialness, the friendship of you giving it to me and the, the thought that went into it and the people that are in it, obviously. And,
2: and that's what we wanted to do. Uh, the entire crew wanted to present this to you in lieu of your 20, 20 years being on the air. And like I said, uh, we couldn't think of a more appropriate place to do it in front of your home crowd and in front of your, your family.
1: Well, I appreciate that. I'm glad you didn't give me a Lifetime Achievement Award because when you get that, it's over. It's done. Forget
2: it. Leave. Retire. We were, we were
9: speculating though what we could ever give you to kind of top that picture so uh, i don't no, know that, maybe that, next year we will give think, you the lifetime No, that, that's a lifetime
1: let's, that's a lifetime gift it really is and what do i always say on this show and, and this is a perfect example today all of us gathered around outside on this beautiful gazebo uh here in the western new york theater of operations people say what's your favorite cigar general what is your absolute favorite libation and my answer to them is it's not about what cigar i'm smoking or the libation it's who i'm smoking it with because it's the people. And people say, if there was one person you could smoke a cigar with, who would it be? Simple. My grandfather, Cigar Abe. Because just to be able to sit and have a cigar with him, brand wouldn't matter. But to be able to have that fellowship, that camaraderie, that conversation. Uh, and we experience it all the time. We always, wherever we travel, we enjoy our cigars. We laugh a lot. We have great times. And, you know, we've got voice talent, Ed. We've got the Portuguese Princess Colleen. Colonel Ange, my good buddy uh, and mentor, Ed Kilgore. I've got Exo Tim. Uh, Mick the Brit, the Gecko, Captain Paul. We've got Dave the Butcher. I've got Cigar Mother and Cigar Sister in the back there. We've got Puff, Muff and Laurie right on the pole as always. And then we've got we've oh, Mrs. Captain Paul. Can I, and and we've got Mrs. Pooch in the back as well. And obviously Lieutenant Gary, Mrs. Harem of One Gina. So that's really what it's all about. And I can't tell you again, uh, just overwhelming. I was I I, I almost. Almost was speechless. Not speechless, almost. <laughs> That's probably the closest I've ever been. So that was really uh, incredible. And, again, we're sharing great food and great conversation, great cigars. That's really what it's all about, gentlemen. Yes, Absolutely. exactly. Yes. yes, sir. And no matter where we are, whether in Florida or whether here, you know what? No matter where it is, Captain Paul, it's always uh, it's about the camaraderie and the friendship. General, I've got to ask, did uh, Colonel Ange
4: have onions or something on the food that he had just served you prior to getting that picture? Or were those real tears?
1: That was the onion. No, those are real tears. I'll tell you, I was, I, I, I was shocked. I, again, I was thinking, why are all these people here to give me Grandma Ida's corn or pastrami sandwich? So I was really uh, overwhelmed. And we're going to get some professional pictures taken because when you really see this picture, lieutenants, it is really incredible. And and I always say, it's not just about, it's true, it's not about the cigar, it's not the libation, not where you are, it's who you are with. That is the most important thing. We will conduct the National Cigar Litation Ceremony next.
0: The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is Casa Torrent from A. Tarent Cigars. Casa Torrent consists of a dark San Andreas Maduro wrapper, binders from Mexico and Nicaragua, and fillers from Nicaragua and Mexico. These cigars are now available in the U.S. for the first time. Not a member of the Officers Club? Get premium cigars shipped directly to you every month by signing up today at CigarDave.com.
6: This is Rocky Patel. I'm here with my brother, Nish, and my cousin, Nimish, and we're talking cigars. Guess what? They want me to vote on what my favorite cigar is. It's tough, but I'm going to go with the Decade. I love it. It's rich, decadent, and smooth. Rocky, you know what? The Decade's a great cigar, but the 15th anniversary, that's the cigar. That celebrated your 15 years in business, and I got to tell you, It's my favorite. You know what, Nish and Rocky, you both are wrong. The best cigar is Freedom by Rocky Patel. This cigar delivers a lot of spice, a lot of flavor, and in my opinion, it's the best cigar we make. As usual, we can't agree, but guess what? There's a great cigar for everyone. I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at
1: RockyPatel.com.
4: Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes.
1: Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show. If you'd like to join the alpha male conversational maneuvers, call me during the live show, Saturdays, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-DAVE-007. That's Saturdays, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-328-3007.
0: With an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy. It's time for
1: national cigar lightation maneuvers. Well, we have to have a very special cigar as we enjoy some great fellowship and camaraderie at the Gary O'Brien's pub. It is the taping the show the day after the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water from the Buffalo Theater of Operations and we're outside at the Gary O'Brien O'Brien's Pub Gazebo. Beautiful weather. So we have to have something special, something appropriate that is a celebratory cigar and I have brought with me from the Cigar City of Tampa from Humidor 1A a box of Liga Privada Number 9s from Drew Estate. Now, Gentlemen, when we were at the Cigar Retailers Convention, we met Jonathan Drew. Oh, how could you not meet Jonathan? You don't meet Jonathan Drew. It is the, the JD experience. Yes, yes. that's it, gentlemen. And he is such passion, and he's just a it great does. guy. And I'm going to see him uh, in the next couple of weeks, and we're going to talk about do some great interviews in-depth. But for those of you that, if you didn't catch the the one-hour live televised broadcast, if you go to CigarDave.com, to the IPCPR 2015 convention page, you will see the televised broadcast with Jonathan. And we actually took a great tour of the booth. And translated from Spanish to English, Liga Provada means private blend. And it is... Indeed, a private blend that was created for the CEO of Jonathan Drew a number of years ago, who wanted something very, very unique, very special, very different. This is a medium plus to full-bodied si- uh, uh, flavored cigar. The capa or the wrapper is Connecticut broadleaf number one. This is really an oscuro; it's very, very dark. The binder or the capote is the plantation-grown Brazilian matafina, and the Brazilian matafina adds just a touch of sweetness. The filler, select Honduran and Nicaraguan Cuban seeds. There's five different filler blends, 24 cigars to a box, $15 suggested retail. I pulled out the 6x52 Toro Oscuro. And when you look at this, and I'm showing this to everyone, there is a beautiful black ribbon. I will open, undo the ribbon, and we have cigars. And I will pass this around to Voice Talent Ed. And I encourage everyone to grab a cigar as we celebrate the National Cigar Litation Ceremony.
0: Cigar-altering and highly-sharpened, leaf-exposing device.
1: Well, I have in my hands, thank you, Lieutenant Gary, a self-sharpening stainless steel double-edged guillotine that I will use today on this beautiful Liga Pravada, number nine.
0: Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus.
1: Well, Rocky Patel, the guys uh, from Rocky Patel yesterday, Nish Patel, Nimish Desai, and... uh, Hamlet Paredes, they left us a whole bunch of accoutrements. And I've got a giant cylindrical Rocky Patel 5 Jet Flame lighter that I would use today.
0: Six Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure.
1: Approval to go throttle up in 3, 2, 1. Here comes the cut. Perfect cut. And by the way, Voice Talent Ed is sitting next to me. Would you like to do a special additional liner there since we have you right here, Voice Talent Ed?
0: Uh, an additional liner, okay.
1: Um, oh, oh, excellent, outstanding. Yeah, that mean, was I've good. Been,
0: but, well, you you kind of took me by surprise on that but I'm I'm trying to uh, cut this with my fingernail because uh, I don't have a. Oh, here's a
1: cutter. How about this? Lightation device to cigar foot.
0: Apply lightation device to cigar foot.
1: Outstanding. There we see. I always travel with my own with my own voice talent. So I'm uh, gently toasting. The foot of this magnificent Liga Provada number nine, and we want to take our time. We want the wrapper first to be to undergo combustion, and now the binder and filler. And now I will gently puff. You have permission to puff and rotate.
0: I will. I shall. Mm. I'm giving him permission. Thank you. You you hear this, don't
1: you? Mm -hmm, mm. (laughs) Ah, great draw. A lot of flavor right off the bat. And this cigar, this Liga Provada, has been a huge hit for Drew Estate. Really, this was the cigar that put them on the map in terms of a mainstream cigar, not a cigar that's imbued with oils and, and other herbals, uh, such as the acid. But this really set them, put them in a different perspective. But this Liga uh, Provada number nine is fantastic.
0: Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers.
1: Voice Talent Ed, I will let you do the honors of what we are going to enjoy today because this was given to you yesterday by a husband and wife who came from Pittsburgh celebrating their anniversary. They yes. knew you were from Pittsburgh. Yes. So if you would do the honors, please. Jen
0: and Mike, uh, I used to drink this uh, at a place called Salvo Station in La Trobe. What is it? It is called Super Punch. Giannamico, Giannamico Super Punch. It's from the Abruzzi section of Italy, which is where uh, the namesake of DeSalvo Station, where I used to drink it. Uh, Joey DeSalvo, De Salvo. sure. Yeah, Joey, you know Joey. We know Joey
1: very well. And, very cigar-friendly
0: place. Uh, and Jen and Mike were nice enough to bring me a bottle and you a bottle, so we're going to pop one of these right now. And I think you're going to love it. It is a very flavorful, almost a thick Italian aperitif and i'm anxious to see what you all think about. Well, it,
1: it almost looks like coffee. It, it does. It is yeah. so dark. It is all actually yes. th- this color is an oscuro color matches the Liga Provada number no. 9 wrappers. So let me say cheers to all. Cheers. Mm. Cheers. Wow. Almost has a licorice type of flavor. Very warm on the way down. Mm-hmm. Touch of sweetness. That's very unique. What do you think, Mick
5: the Brit? It is it's lovely. In fact, it's quite reminiscent of southern comfort it's got that same consistency yeah a little bit yeah
0: what do our
3: italian uh factions smooth (laughs) smooth going down yeah no mick is absolutely right what you're tasting there which is in southern comfort is the fruit there's right there's fruit in there right mick yeah Yeah. isn't that beautiful that's a that's a typical italian way of infusing infusing a liqueur is to put some fruit in it you can taste the orange can you taste the orange i do yeah
1: you know what It's almost like the orange peel chicken. It's very subtle. Yes. Uh, You get that orange peel. You're exactly right. That citrus note. You get it right on the edge. I don't mean to
4: override you, but I believe what Mick DeBritt was trying to say is there's alcohol in there. (laughs) (laughs) General, uh, Jen and
0: Mike will be with us in uh, Tampa whenever we do the show in November, and uh, in fact, about 20 minutes into the show, they were sitting right below my podium where I was announcing the show, and they said, we've booked it. Now all we do have to do is get our plane tickets. So they're, well, they're going to be with us.
1: Speaking so. of booking, last Saturday on the show, during the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest at noon Eastern time, we officially opened up ticket sales for our next event, the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest at The Rock at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino, Tampa. Saturday, November 21st, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. It is the Saturday before Thanksgiving. We sold already within the first – this is the earliest we've ever sold tickets. Three and a half months out, and we had a huge rush on tickets yesterday. The Cabana for 10 is sold. While we were sitting here just a few minutes ago, I got an email saying the Cabana for 6 was sold, so there's one Cabana for 6 left. The uh, Alpha Pleasure Fest at the Rock is presented by Davidoff North America and distilled by Jack Daniels. It's going to be another great all-inclusive event with a huge food spread. I'll tell you, Chef Bill at the Hard Rock, Lieutenant Gary, you know, the food is just outstanding. Off the charts, off the charts. Colonel Ange, you you were blown away.
3: Uh, I really was. I mean, that's one of the best staff we've ever worked with, Dave, And over all the years. It's just so welcoming, so good, and their food is off the charts. They've got... Restaurants everywhere. We get to the pool. To walk from the pool to a restaurant, we have, what,
1: five choices or something? I mean, it's just incredible down there. No question. Tickets are $160, all-inclusive. Your cigars, your libations, your food, your goodie bag, samples of uh, umpteen different uh, uh, whiskeys and bourbons from uh, from Brown Foreman, great cigars from Davidoff. We do the show noon to 2 live. It's a great time. Go to CigarDave.com. For tickets, all the information, tickets, CigarDave.com. And speaking of Alpha Pleasure Fest, yes, last week's Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest from Buffalo, Lieutenant Gary, you took what, like 600 pictures? Close to 600, 600. pictures. 600. So we're not going to put 600 up, but <laughs> Sergeant Steve has gone through a whole bunch of them. We're going to have a ton of pictures. So if you were in attendance, if you if you want to see what it's all about, this will give you a great idea. There were, we, we sold it out. We had a capacity, I think, of about 200. It was sold out. There was not one person that was not happy or smiling yesterday. (laughs) The enemies of pleasure would be so ticked off because everybody was so happy. (laughs) There was no misery. No misery factor. All smiling smiling faces.
4: Nobody was leaving. It came to be 3 o'clock, and the place was still half full.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Now, I do want to also remind you, if you are members of the Cigar Dave Officers Club, lieutenants, we have got the Casa Torrent that is being actually was... Mailed out. They were all shipped out last week. What an incredible cigar made by Alejandro and Alberto Torrent. Fifth generation, five generations of cigar makers and and cigar tobacco growers in Mexico. And I know that we all tasted that cigar off the charts using their dark Maduro San André Maron, their Maduro wrapper, Mexican and Nicaraguan binder, two binders on that, Mexican and Nicaraguan filler, it is an absolute delicious cigar, medium flavored, great balance, nice amount of spice, square pressed, feels great in your hand. And I'm telling you, lieutenants, when you if you're a member of the officers' club and you get these cigars, you will go nuts. Everybody loved the La Polinas from July; people went crazy. Yeah. I know you all get the the officers' club that yep. we send. Okay, yeah, fantastic. And, and the,
3: general, really, the uh, the Casa Torrent, an incredible cigar. Guys, you're going to get this cigar. I don't know where else you're going to find it. I mean, you may be able to find some retailer that it's going to has it on the shelf, but it won't be long. It's one of the
1: best cigars that these people have ever produced, general. Now, Colonel Ange, I know you're normally in charge of the pooch pit and food preparation and uh, and and cooking maneuvers. Yes, However, sir. we have got uh, Butcher Day from Orchard Fresh in Orchard Park, New York, a southern suburb of Buffalo just down the street from Ralph Wilson Stadium the home. Of America's team. The red, white, and blue <laughs> Buffalo Bills, contrary to what Nish Patel and image Desai of Rocky Patel have to say. And 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 Butcher Dave, you did a great job yesterday. Three and a half pound tomahawk chop. Thank you,
10: General. I really appreciate it. Uh, under the tutelage of Colonel Ann, oh. how can you go wrong? <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, you you are working the grill. You're manning the grill as we speak, because we can smell it from the gazebo here. Butcher, Dave, what are we going to enjoy right after the show?
10: Oh, After the show, yes, sir. We've got some more smoked tomahawk steaks. I've got all kinds of sausage. I've got... Uh, Butcher Lenny's Italian sausage, one of your favorites.
1: That was our good friend Lenny Cassioppo, passed away one of the gems. I know Colonel Ange, he cooked with you. Dear friend. We had a great, he was a gentleman, great guy, loves cigars, and he passed the recipe to you, Colonel Ange. He
3: really did, General. I'll tell you, and he does not pass his nope. recipes anywhere. I've got that and a couple other ones. Yes.
1: It was
10: shared with me, and I've got it locked up now. No one's ever going <laughs> to see it. Nobody knows. It's in I, the vault. I've got some nice fresh bratwurst and my grandma's Polla sausage with marjoram.
1: Uh, what was your Ooh. grandmother's first name? My Gertrude. Grandma Gertrude with <laughs> <Puma> sausage, outstanding. <laughs> there you go. All right, excellent. And and you've, got, Colonel, Lange, you also got some fish smoking, correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: We've got uh, the, a coffee brined uh, salmon that we got from the auspices of uh, Orchard Fresh and Dave the Butcher. That's in the smoker now, and uh, I've got a coffee rub on it. And I'm hitting it with. Uh, Mrs. Uh, Colonel Ange's favorite uh, uh, sauce, the bourbon barbecue sauce.
1: And you have the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure F- uh, Fest five star blend of coffee
3: Gen- that is being rubbed. General, from, absolutely. That's what's out there. From Premium Roasters yes, in, in Lackawanna,
1: New York. Yes, sir. Interesting you mentioned that because about two weeks ago, I was at one of these steakhouses in the Cigar City and I had the Kona rub mm-hmm. on one of the uh, steaks on the filet. Mm-hmm. What a, what a unique flavor that coffee ad, adds to it. You know, it's really nice because it's that nice, deep,
3: rich uh, coffee flavor. It's a little bit bitter. But, Dave, honestly, what you do is you offset the bitter from the coffee with some uh, brown sugar. And it just it's a great play, play, uh, flavor profile. Excuse me. And it does. It makes a great big difference. I, I hope you enjoy it today. Yeah, oh, I know we
1: will. I know we will. And, uh, again, Libations, delicacies, cigars, (laughs) friendship, a lot of laughter, humor. Again, lieutenants, I say this all the time, but that's what life is all about, and that's what we celebrate here on the Cigar Dave Show, and that's what the enemies of pleasure despise about us. That is why they have the war against us, because we have fun. We are happy people. We don't derive happiness from bringing misery to others. We derive happiness... By just being happy and having a good time and enjoying and reveling in the friendship and camaraderie where the only way the enemies of pleasure and the pleasure police derive any form of happiness is to inflict their misery on others. And the fact is, as long as this general is sitting in this very comfortable embroidered leather chair that travels with me anywhere across the country, (laughs) the enemies of pleasure will never get their dirty hands on my cigars, my spirits, my delicacies and the bodacious dames of my harem.
0: Watch Cigar Dave's exclusive live telecast with Jonathan Drew and Drew Estate Cigars from the 2015 IPCPR at CigarDave.com. The General and J.D. discuss the new Undercrown Shade, the Nicaristica, the Nortenia Edition Limitada Churchill, and more. Watch these exclusive telecasts anytime on CigarDave.com. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by JC Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at JC Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com.
9: Romeo and Juliet. A story of two passions combining to create a love that lasted through the ages. Today, the renowned Grupo de Maestros join famed cigar makers' aging room to craft a new story The Romeo by Romeo y Julieta Aging Room Cigar. Immaculately constructed by Aging Room artisans under the guidance of the famed Grupo de Maestros, this Dominican Puro exemplifies the best qualities of two storied brands. Elegant and aromatic, Romeo by Romeo y Julieta's Aging Room is a rich, savory medium to full-bodied cigar. A true work of love. Available now at your local tobacconist, Pick up a Romeo by Romeo and Julieta Aging Room today and experience the love that occurs when two passions combine. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause
0: lung cancer and heart disease. Alpha Male Pleasure Maneuvers are now in progress. Please enjoy the Cigar Dave experience.
1: A special post-Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water edition of the Cigar Dave Show. And last week we had a magnificent time. Buffalo Launch Club, Grand Island, New York. Got to thank Greg Reed, the market manager of Entercom uh, Radio Buffalo, our great affiliate WBEN, Zach Evans, promotions manager extraordinaire, and uh, uh, just ever, Tim Pike and his entire crew at the Buffalo Launch Club, as well as my crew, just a job well done, outstanding, and really enjoyed ourselves. And we are at the Gary O'Brien's Pub in a very clandestine and secretive location in the Western New York Theater of Operations. Lieutenant Gary, Mrs. Harram of One, uh, Gina, opening up their, their GOP pub to us, and we appreciate the hospitality. Lieutenant Gary, as always, great food, great libations, great camaraderie. You uh, do yourself every
2: year. Thank you, General. Uh, We forgot to mention that the perimeter of the GOP is being guarded by my two Doberman pinchers, Bruno and Savannah. And I have to uh, thank you that uh, when you first met Bruno, he was definitely a beta male. And uh, after spending about an hour with you, he is no longer a beta. Lieutenant Gary, you don't have to thank me. That's my mission in life. (laughs) That's what I do. I take Wussified
1: betas and I turn them into alphas with nads of titanium. (laughs) <laughs> That's what we do, and, and that is my mission, really, and and we we see this. I, you know, there's a story I'll get to in the second hour that with, with voice talent, Ed, that I want to talk about, a uh, little confusion about what alpha males really are, and another story that I want to get to that you'll find amazing about what goes on in the school system today in terms of... Of the political correctness and trying to wussify young boys, but I want to uh, bring on Ed Kilgore, longtime friend and mentor. Ed is the sports director of the dean of Buffalo sportscasting. He was at WGRZ TV, the NBC affiliate. Ed, what, thirty-five years? Forty. Forty years. Right, wow. Four zero. Yeah. And and I don't want to date myself, but when I was a little <laughs> kid, uh, Ed used to do weekends, and then he did a show called Bowling for Dollars.
8: Luckily, we've destroyed most of the footage. Of- uh, no, 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 hold on a second. There's nothing left.
1: Uh, my favorite part was he, Ed would say, hey, anybody you want to say hello to? Okay, I'd like to say hello to my Uncle Johnny over in Batavia, my Aunt uh, Jane over in Lackawanna. I'd like to thank all the guys in VFW Post 1785, all the guys over at the Moose Lodge. I'd like to thank my sister. It would go on, like people take a, a piece of paper 10 feet long.
8: Except I had a guy one time, true story, who looked at all the people in the audience and I said, is there anybody you want to say hello to? And he looked at him, and he said, no, I don't know any of these people. <laughs> <laughs> and that was probably the best one. Great, yeah, go bowl. That's right. Go, go bowl, yeah. Go
1: bowl. Well, Ed, uh, I've known you, obviously, for a long time. Started when I was 15, about to turn 16. And I remember I hocked you long enough because I really wanted to learn about broadcasting and, and learn about uh, sports and just learn from someone who was uh, at the top of his game. And I don't know, you, you allowed me to come in. You actually hired me. I, 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 I'm not sure if that was good or bad, Ed.
8: Well, it turned out good for both of us, I think. But really, Dave, even at 15, you were a, a pretty amazing young guy. And I saw – I didn't know what you were going to do, but I figured whatever it was, you were going to be successful. But what you just said about the camaraderie part is so true because – and I give you credit for this. You kept in touch, which was, was great as your career uh, continued to uh, – to to move on to national a national stage, it exploded. Ed, let it me down. Ex- you Trump. know what? It, it was exploded. just. It was just.
1: Well, we. Tr- <laughs> I'm we, doing my Donald Trump. We, it, I, I built a huge show, Yeah. and I love Donald Trump.
8: But I built a huge show. It exploded. We we tr- we try to downplay that in your presence. We only talk about you positively when you're out of earshot. But 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 basically, though, I remember I would you would we would always get together at the Miami uh, Bills Miami games right. in Miami. And uh, I, I would get you on the field. We'd go on the field before the game, and we had a little box we'd sit in, and then yep. you'd get me to Joe's. That's right. And uh, we'd walk right past the line. You know, they, they treat Dave like royalty down there in Miami Beach. And uh, but then we would go out, and that's where I really learned a love of cigars. Was when we would sit out in the little courtyard, and of course at that time it was usually December, and it would be a little cool in Buffalo, and we'd be sitting out there in that nice little courtyard smoking. And at Joe's a in Miami. Yep. And, and, uh, and it was just, the, it was the, the camaraderie and the fellowship, and I don't remember the cigars as much, but I certainly remember that.
1: Absolutely. And let, let's talk about that rental car story. Ed t- tells me, <laughs> I fly in, he says, I'll pick you up. And I say, well, I got a car. No, no, I'll pick you up. So of course this five star, I travel in in style, lieutenants. Come on, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna travel in like a little Yugo. Ed, I swear to you, picked me up in a what looked like a Yugo with with rolled down windows, and I don't. And I said, Ed, what in the hell are you picking me up with?
8: Well, well, Channel Two was going through a little bit of a budget <laughs> crisis at the time, and I was a little disappointed when I picked up the car. But I thought you would understand. Dave actually made me park two blocks away. And- <laughs> <laughs> from from Joe's. We couldn't be seen, you know, and it, it was a little embarrassing. You think
1: I was going to go to valet with that piece of garbage? <laughs> Are you kidding me? They're used to me walking up, you know, driving up in a you know, oh, nice car Oh, I know,
8: I know. And I've, I've, you know, apologized many times for that.
1: Uh, we just, But you know what? It's all in good fun. And, again, <laughs> great times at Joe's. You got to meet Steve Saywitz, the owner. We had a great time with him enjoying cigars and, and just, again, the camaraderie. And when we come back, Ed, I've got a story about when I first started Channel 2, It almost was the first and last assignment that you gave me. (laughs) I remember. Oh, yeah, we'll talk about that. That was an absolute classic. We can laugh about it now, lieutenants. But back then, (laughs) Ed was not a happy sports director, I will tell you that. But we will continue, lieutenants. It is a special post-Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the Water edition from the Gary O'Brien's Pub Lieutenant Gary and Mrs. Harem of One opening up their uh, wonderful pub to us outside under the gazebo. Hour number one of the Cigar Dave show is history. Lieutenants, stand by. One more hour of fantastic alpha male pleasure maneuvers comes your way next.
0: This, this is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Cigar, cigar Dave. Dave.
1: Lieutenants, I do not know about you, but this general is amongst great company. I've got a great cigar lit, my Liga Provada number nine. I've got a very unique spirit that I am enjoying, Super Punch Hanamico. Is that how it's pronounced? John, how's that pronounced? With a J, Amico. Okay, I was, I was giving it the Spanish touch, but the Super Punch Amico, very unique libation. Just wonderful weather. We're here. Our special post-Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the Water edition of the Cigar Dave Show. Lieutenant Gary, Mrs. Harem of One, opening up their Gary O'Brien's Pub to us. And this is what it's all about, lieutenants. And we've got another great hour for you as we uh, spend some time with our crew, tell some great stories, maybe tell a few jokes, lots of lies, of course. And i got a couple of stories that I think you're going to find very amusing as we continue our number two of the Cigar Dave Show. Welcome back, lieutenants, and I just want to remind you, if you care to follow us, make sure you follow me on Twitter, at Cigar Dave Show. You can get the general 24-7, 365. That could be a scary thought, but I assure you, you will find my commentary entertaining, especially at certain key televised events or during Buffalo Bills games. That's always most entertaining, although this year, I think it's going to be a much more improved year than in previous years. Facebook.com slash Cigar Dave, and check out the website, CigarDave.com. Right at CigarDave.com now, we've got the tickets that are now available for purchase to the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest at The Rock, Seminole Hard Rock Casino, Saturday, November 21st, presented by Davidoff Cigars and distilled by... Uh, Jack Daniels, and also probably Woodford Reserve as well, and Old Forster. They're all distilling it. We're going to have all those great libations. Lieutenants, uh, we picked up at the end of last hour my good friend Ed Kilgore, the sportscaster emeritus, sports director emeritus of WGRZ-TV, the NBC affiliate in Buffalo. And Ed, I want to bring you back in because I was telling you about a story about how I started with you when I was 15, and uh, it almost was the first and last assignment for young Dave, Back in 19 – geez, I want to say, Ed, it was probably like 1979, something like that. And I remember you you told me the the, uh, day before, you said, now, Dave, tomorrow – there's this guy coming in who's a boxing expert. There's, there was a big fight. I can't remember who it was, but you had a guy. Was it Jumpin' Joey? Was that his
8: name? I, I'm thinking that might have been the Sugar Ray Leonard fight. Yeah, which, I think it was. Which didn't come off because he got a some kind of an eye infection
1: or something. Right, and there was a guy named Jumpin' Joey. He was a shoe shine guy that used to come around all yeah. the downtown buildings, and you said, this guy's a boxing expert. He's a great personality. Just, you know, shoot a couple of minutes. Ask him a couple of questions. You know, now in those days... I say those days. You know, it wasn't really that far lo- ago, but everybody was not doing video. They weren't. There were still think pieces being shot on film. And what's amazing, Ed, when you think about it, the the video camera that's in our iPhones or our Androids is far more advanced oh. than what they were shooting with back in 1979. An RCA TK76, big blue camera, big giant recording deck. And I'll never forget. You sent me on an assignment. The news director and the chief photographer brought me into the office, and they said. Now, listen, this thing is $45,000. You don't bring this back in one piece, don't bother coming back. (laughs) True story. And I'm like, I'm not losing it. I'm not breaking it. I guarantee it's coming back in one piece. Some things were shot in film. So that piece was being shot in film. I got a little carried away. I didn't realize the time. Every so often I can go a little bit long-winded, as you all know. Well, I shot an entire reel of film, which was, what, 20 minutes back? Uh, In the film cameras? Well, let
8: a a couple hundred feet. You know, I don't know what that would be, but but you blew most of it. I blew all of it, Ed. Not most of it, I blew the
1: whole thing. So Ed comes in, and he said, how'd it go? I said, great. I, you know, shot the whole roll, so I got plenty of stuff for you. And you said, you did what? And I will never forget the expression. There's a little stuttering involved. You you did What? (laughs) He said, "Do you know how that expensive that is? That's like three hundred dollars to, to to do that whole roll to develop it and everything." I didn't know, Dave. So, you've
8: never been one to be shackled by expenses,
1: <laughs> absolutely not. No, especially with rental cars, Ed. You'll never find me in that Yugo piece of garbage that, that that you rented way back when. We only go first class, Ed, as I've tried to teach you. True, the best tables in the best restaurant. I don't apologize for that, Ed. you have an alpha male. Don't you apologize shouldn't. for that. But that was a great story, and uh, again, you were you 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 were good spirited about it, and uh, we had a lot of great times and always learned uh, a lot from you in terms of not only broadcasting but also how you dealt with uh, viewers because we would go out to dinner, and viewers would come up to you all the time, and you would talk to every viewer. And and there's some other media personalities in this town, who shall remain nameless. <laughs> I mean, I could say it, but I'm not going to. Embarrass. Well, maybe I will. No, I won't. <laughs> but but <laughs> totally different. And, and I really I I worked for a, a an anchorman named Irv Weinstein before I came to work for you, and he was a first-class gent. And I will never forget when one of his co-anchor at the time, we were out at Chef's one night, great restaurant. Somebody came up to Irv and talked to him and wanted a picture, and Irv was like, sure, yeah, no problem. And I'll never forget the his co-anchor at the time said, oh, I wish these people would stop bothering us. And Irv looked at him and said, the day they stop bothering you is the day you better go get another job. Good point. And he was always right. And, Ed, people would come to you all the time, or I would go out and shoot somebody and say, hey, say hello, Ed Kilgore. <laughs> Where's Ed? So and that's really important, that one-on-one interaction. And even to this day, no matter where you go, yesterday at the Alpha Pleasure Fest, people were – talking to you, and we had Kevin O'Connell, another noted media personality, the the meteorologist at Channel 2, same thing, and that's really what it's all about. You taught me well, Ed.
8: Well, thank you, and and you know, one of the things that I know you wanted to get to, but I want to help you here a little bit, because I know you have a lot of alpha males listening, and, and even some beta males, probably. Probably sneak in. Well, they're the radio. they're betas. They stand. And I turn them into alphas. They, they a lot of them probably stand a little further back from the radio than they should. They got to
0: you know, learn. That's, that's exactly right. Because they have right. to
8: they have to learn. But w- one of the things about your audience, you probably have a lot of very young people, but you probably have some, shall we say, veteran uh, alpha males. We, I tell you,
1: we have. I get. I received. We have a veteran in Charlotte that comes and sees us every year. He's what? Probably in his
4: nineties. General, um, I think he's ninety two. Uh, retired from the Army. He's got his son and his grandson that usually come now, and it's absolutely incredible. And all he does is hail to the general. He (laughs) loves what you do. He loves the message you send out to the country. He can't put it any clearer. What you're saying is right, and so many young people need to get that message. And, well, we always pay extreme tribute to him. We bring him right up to the front, the whole place stands, salutes him, and it's an absolute tribute. And so we've got everybody you know, that, that listen because
1: people say, what's the demographic of your show? I said there is no demographic. It's, it's every age because what we're doing doesn't appeal to just a 20-year-old or a 50-year-old or an 80-year-old. And everybody, everybody wants to enjoy themselves. And, Ed, you actually are a noted author. <laughs> you are a noted author well, in the
8: presence of greatness. I, Dave, I have two books to my credit now. I've written one and I've read one. <laughs> um, hey, by the way, Ed, you went to uh, you went to the University
1: of Missouri at Columbia. That's, a noted that's true. Journalism school. By the way, I have been to the library at the University of Missouri, and I was very impressed with the book in the library. <laughs>
8: yeah, well, <laughs> well they, they have Google now; they don't need. But but no, the thing about you know age is, uh, I read a book by uh, Marv Levy once, and and I realized after I read, it, and this was just a few years ago, after I passed the big six zero. And I realized that all the great things that Marv Levy had done in his life came after he was 60 years old. That's when he became coach of the Bills. That's why he's in the Professional Football Hall of Fame. And so that was inspirational to me, and that had a lot to do with the book and also with one of the chapters in the book, which was uh, four years ago at 63. I climbed Mount Kilimanjaro in Africa and uh, because I thought, you know what? If I don't do it now, when the heck am I going to do it? And to me, it's just its a good message for everybody that it seems a little bit much maybe. You don't have to do that. But there are a lot of things. You know, go learn a language or Absolutely. write a book. Do whatever it is. But do something a little bit out of, out of your comfort range. Do something that's a little harder than maybe you think it should be. And the reward is is stupendous. Ed, can I say something to sure. you as well,
3: as well? I don't know if I've ever told you this, but my oldest son, uh, Private G's uh, brother, Missouri Matt, went to the University of Missouri at Columbia he uh was uh intent on being a sports photographer and you were one of the reasons he was there uh well, i mean that from the heart he, well, looked, he yeah he when he found out that you actually attended that i mean I he, that's it so we we sent him there and you owe me money cuz that was expensive Well thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my daughter
8: went there. I'm still paying. Okay. Just yeah. just so you yeah. know. Yeah. But you were That's right. from the heart.
3: You
1: were one you were one of his mentors and you didn't even know that. Oh, thank and, and you. And when we come back, I want to share a story because you uh In in your illustrious uh, sports director career here in Buffalo, sports career, there's a great story about uh, a professional, the Buffalo Sabres general manager, almost getting you kicked off a (laughs) charter flight. And I think that's a great story. So when we come back, lieutenants, we'll pick up that story. Got some other items, including an item that I want to share with Mick the Brit about what Europeans are saying to Americans about our air conditioning. (laughs) And I've got some comments on that. Lieutenants, we will continue. It is our special post Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the Water edition of the Cigar Dave Show from the GOP, the Gary O'Brien's Pub, in a very classified location in the Western New York Theater of Operations.
0: The 2015 Alpha Pleasure Fest at The Rock is Saturday, November 21st at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Tampa. The Alpha Male Good Life Maneuvers are presented by Davidoff and distilled by Jack Daniels. Your VIP tickets to the Alpha Pleasure Fest include Davidoff Cigars, Jack Daniels Libations, a scrumptious buffet fit for an Alpha Male, a special gift from Cigar Dave, and so much more. Tickets are on sale now at CigarDave.com. Thank you.
4: a conversation with Rocky Patel about the vintages. The vintages, I
6: sought out to find some of the oldest, rarest wrappers in the world. The 1990, 92, and 99 vintages are very special. You got three different wrappers on three great cigars. The 90 is a 12-year-old broadleaf wrapper, the 92 is a 10-year-old Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper, and the 1999 is a gorgeous golden seven-year-old Connecticut wrapper. Three beautiful mild to medium body cigars. Tons of flavor, yet elegant and well-balanced. Great fermentation on tobacco. You're going to love it. The beauty about the vintages is that they draw great, they burn perfectly, and you can smoke them down to the last inch. You can't go wrong with any vintage. Every cigar, for the beginner to the aficionado, great masterpieces for your humidor. I hope you love it. I'm Rocky Patel, and I promise you nobody works harder to make a better cigar. Come visit us at
1: RockyPatel.com. Surgeon
0: General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes.
1: The brand new Cigar Dave mobile app for both iPhone and Android devices is finally out. If you go right now, either to the iTunes store or the Google Play store, search for Cigar Dave and download our brand new app. It allows you to listen to the show live on your mobile device. You can listen to all of our podcasts. The last 10 podcasts are always available, Cigar Dave Daily Briefings. Additionally, it gives you direct access Within the app to our Twitter page, our Facebook page, we also have the ability for you to call the show during the show right from the app as well as send me a text message and an email. We also put in a couple of bonus items. You can get a weather uh, uh, alert as well as an alarm clock. It is the brand-new Cigar Dave mobile app. You can listen to The Cigar Dave Show anytime, any place, anywhere. Go right now to the iTunes Store or
2: Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Genius!
0: <laughs> Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brick House by JC Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a brickhouse. For more, visit brickhousecigars.com. Madrid come
4: on. Ha.
7: Single Time, her with her
0: With Mads of Steel, like a conquistador, it's the General Cigar Dave.
1: Lieutenants, we continue front and center, and look who has just arrived into the gazebo at the Gary O'Brien's Pub, enjoying the wonderful aroma of cigars. It is Cigar Sister Lynn and Cigar Mother Piera. They have just joined us, the Ladies' Auxiliary. Greetings.
9: Yes, we are the president of the Ladies' Auxiliary. Thank you very much.
1: Outstanding. And Lynn, I know you said you just love the aroma of cigars, reminded you of our grandfather, Cigar Abe.
9: This is true. We would go into their music room, as they called it, and my grandfather used to smoke from 6 in the morning till 11 p.m. with his gold label.
1: Gold label cigars. And that's, that's, you know, all my other cousins never picked it up. I was the only one. That's why I was the favorite. That's why I was the favorite. It's true.
9: He was the favorite. It's a fact. But my grandfather would give me the label, the little gold label to put on my pinky. As a, as a ring, so that was my that was my uh, gift with gift with purchase.
1: And Cigar Mother uh, did a wonderful job through a wonderful pre Cigar Day Valfal Pleasure Fest party yes. on the water, and a wonderful time that we had. Outstanding job, Cigar Mother.
2: Thank you. It was uh, my utmost pleasure. Thank you very much. We enjoyed having everyone there. And everyone had, a, I hope, a wonderful time as we did. Absolutely.
1: They did, and and, and uh, uh, Nimish Desai, cousin Nimish, and brother uh, Nish Patel, uh, and and Hamlet Paredes, They all told me before they left they had a wonderful time. Love the hospitality, and that's what that's what we do in Buffalo. That's why I'm proud to be a uh, a native son of the Buffalo Theater of Operations.
9: Well, they do say that Buffalo is the city of good neighbors, so
1: that it is. And uh, Tampa is the city of great cigar connoisseurs. So, it, it, so that's the perfect marriage. It is the perfect marriage, exactly. Uh, now, uh, Ed Kilgore, I want to bring you back because there is a great story in your book. And by the way, the name of your book, please.
8: Uh, as I've Seen It, which used to be the title of when I would do commentaries. And and that's that's right. And I'll tell you,
1: your commentary, Zed, you are also an inspiration because you had a commentary called As I See It. Right. And you never held back. You were always very honest. And you were you were tight. You knew all these the teams, the athletes, and you weren't afraid to criticize them. But you always maintained a great relationship with them because you never really made it personal. It was just about the team. But there was one time (laughs) when the general manager of the Buffalo Sabres Punch Imlach, who was the general manager from what 1970 to about 75, if I'm not mistaken, about five years, a little wasn't? past that, maybe was it?
8: maybe 77, because we had the Channel Two had the TV games, and it was right when he first uh, when we first got the games that I had my incident with Punch. Yeah,
1: and, and there, Punch Imlach was a, a legendary figure in hockey at the time, the National Hockey League with the Toronto make-beliefs, They won a Stanley Cup, yep. and the Knox brothers who uh, who owned the team. As an expansion team in 1970, brought Punch Imlach in as the general manager and their first, first coach, and within five years, five or six years, the Sabres were in the Stanley Cup playoffs, or Stanley Cup the final. The yeah, they, in
8: fact, they lost in six games to the Philadelphia Flyers only because Bernie Perrant stood on his head and, and, and played great. But they easily could have won a cup back in that 75 season.
1: No doubt about it. And so Punch Imlach, uh, the team was not doing well. And, and uh, I'll let you pick it up. You were in Montreal. Give us a, a little background about where the team was at the time.
8: Well, they were struggling, and there had been a lot of speculation that Marcel Pronovo, the coach, was uh, that his job was on the line. But Punch was considered kind of the sacred cow. Well, by traveling with the team, you know, the Sabres, even though Nordy and Seymour Knox were the owners – there was a big group of ownership, 20 or 25, and I knew a lot of these people and I knew that they'd also been discussing Punch Imlach because they thought he'd lost control of the team. So, during an intermission, the Sabres were down about 6-nothing in Montreal after two periods and they were they were horrible. And all of a sudden I just looked at the camera and Pat Hannigan, the late Pat Hannigan was with me, a former player. And I just looked at the camera and I said, you know, Pat, I think that not only is Marcel Pronovo about to go, I think it's going to go higher. I think, Mar- I think Punch Himlock finally, his, his reign in Buffalo, as wonderful as it was, uh, is, is about to come to an end. I said, I know it's been discussed and I know I'm going out on a limb to say this. And I finally, so I said all this and I looked at Pat and I said, Pat, do you have anything you want to add or subtract? He said, no comment.
1: Nothing so, like a nothing like a color yeah, commentary so analyst thanks, saying no comment. Thanks
8: for throwing me under the bus, Pat. But I love Pat. But so we we get out to the airport to, for our charter flight back, and I didn't think I would at least have to deal with it for a day or two. But already, Punch confronted. Me. He was screaming at me, got right in my face. He said, "Kilgore, you're not big enough to get me fired." He was screaming that, and and now by now I'm, I wish I could have taken it back. I really and I said, Punch, and I adored Punch. I really did. I loved the guy. I said, Punch, I didn't say that I thought you should be fired. I just think that things are kind of coming to a head now. He said, you're walking back to Buffalo. Luckily, Seymour knocks, because that's a long walk. And that it's is a cold. very long walk. It's a <laughs> freaking the, the, the long only walk. Thing had, you, you could arrest rested on St.
1: Catherine Street at some of the Canadian, the Quebec Ballet, the Montreal Ballet establishments.
8: Well, they did have a couple clubs I've heard about. I've never been there. Right. Uh, but anyway, so, uh, so Seymour said, look, punch, Ed's on the flight. We'll discuss it later. So I get on the flight, and Seymour comes back and sits with me, and he says, "Did you say you thought he should be fired, or that you thought he was going to be fired?" For some reason, that distinction was a big thing with Seymour. And I said, "No, I just said I thought that it was a distinct possibility." So that was the end of that, and I didn't sleep at all that night. And and everybody told me a lot of the guys told me that they in the broadcast crew traveling on the flight that I'd just done my last game. And I really believe that. I thought, you know what, I was a young single guy. I hadn't really thought about the – and that's a good lesson for anybody. Everything you say, you're accountable for. And now, as looking at the lights of Montreal as we flew away, I thought, you know, I, I'd give anything to have been able to take that back. Because I didn't want to be in that position Monday morning they were both fired. Marcel Pronovost and Punch, and Punch never talked to me after that.
1: I'm sure. And the general manager of Channel Two at the time, WGRZ, WGR TV at the time. Phil Phil Jones Jones. stood behind you. He
8: did. He said, if the Sabres tell us they don't want you on the broadcast, we'll tell them we won't do the games.
1: And there are a lot of wussified beta males that sit in the general manager's chairs of radio and TV stations across this country. I know, because I deal with them. It's a totally (laughs) different breed than what it used to be. And he he was an alpha male and stood by his people. Lesson for all general managers. If you're listening to the show, get a set. (laughs) Grow a set of NADs. Be an alpha male. Be decisive. Don't be a damn pussy because I see it all the time. Ed, great story, and I'm sure that happens in many locations, many many professional uh, teams. You see a lot of those kind of stories, but at least you didn't have to walk back to Buffalo. (laughs) We will continue front and center from Buffalo.
0: The August selection for the Cigar Dave Officers Club is Casa Torrent from A Torrent Cigars. While the wrapper on these beautiful cigars is from Mexico's San Andreas Negro Seed, the filler and binder are cultivated from a Cuban sea criollo variety, also grown in Mexico. These cigars are now available in the U.S. after being released in Europe and Canada previously. It's easy to join the officers club to have these cigars shipped directly to you. Just log on to Cigardave.com.
9: In the fertile fields of the Connecticut River Valley, there is still one cigar brand who grows their own Connecticut shade wrappers, Monte Cristo. Prized for its unique silky texture, this exquisite tobacco has now been used to craft a cigar worthy of its name, the Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut. Building on the legacy of the beloved Monte Cristo White series, this excellent medium to full-bodied cigar is rich, flavorful, and complex. Crafted with only the finest vintage 2008 wrapper leaves, the Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut Cigar has subtle notes of spices, vanilla, and hazelnuts. Packaged in a gorgeous handcrafted box, these exceptional cigars are available now at your local tobacconist. Pick up a Monte Cristo White Vintage today and experience the spirit of the valley.
0: Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale. On the no-pleasure police side, you may now feel free to enjoy the good life.
1: Well, Butcher Dave is making his way towards the veranda here at the Gary O'Brien's Pub in a clandestine location in the Western New York Theater of Operations. It is our post-Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water rap show that we are recording actually the day after on August 16th. It's going to, it's obviously running today, August 22nd. But be, uh, first of all, I'm gonna th- what What do we have here, Uh Dave, what I have here,
10: Dave? I have uh, Lenny the Butcher's Italian sausage. It's got fresh Italian parsley, oh Parmesan Romano cheese, and some Pinot Grigio in it with some fine natural pork.
1: Oh, that is delicious. Voice mm. that did you take a bite? No, not yet. <laughs> Why did you? Well, you gave it to Colonel Anes first.
8: No, All right, gonna, call in, took I'm
1: gonna, it. I'm going to have mine after the show. Are you kidding? Oh, I want to enjoy uh, th- it. there's
10: plenty. We're selling plenty. Don't well,
1: worry. Good, good. That Pinot Grigio makes no, it nice and juicy.
10: Plenty. Oh, it's it's phenomenal. It's it's so juicy, and the flavor is just incredible.
1: I got some of the oils from the sausage on my Liga Pravada, so let me just take a. <laughs> that I was trying to get you a paper slight towel. hints of Lenny's sausage on here. <laughs> oh, we need a microphone, Colonel Ange. We we get him that microphone. There you go. I think Jonathan
3: would be happy to hear that you did that and probably put that in the
1: lineup. You know how he is, right? He probably would. <laughs> now, Ed Kilgore, the uh, sports director emeritus of WGRZ-TV, you just told us that story about Punch Himlack, and you, you reported you thought he was going to get whacked and that he uh, wanted you to walk home, not get on the charter. And he said that the owner, uh, Seymour Knox, came to the back of the plane to see you. First of all, you were sitting back in coach, huh?
8: Yeah, well, no, it was a, it was a charter. and uh, It was all coach? So, char- charter, it's all, yeah, in, in each in the media had their own seat, and, and you'd also got you got two cans of beer. Uh, but, but often some of the other media guys would bargain with you to see if you wanted both cans. I won't mention any names here. Yeah, well, Ed, well,
1: I would have been sitting at the front of the plane, <laughs> and I would have been getting a bottle of cognac, a bottle of Woodford Reserve, and probably some stone crabs served to me on the flight back. <laughs> you got to travel in style, Ed. But you didn't know me back then, but now you would be fully prepared.
8: I would do things so much differently if I'd known you uh, uh, earlier. I knew you earlier, but only as a precocious young kid that, that's was right, about that's... To, that was about to buy a television station that I would want to work for.
1: That's exactly right. There, you, Precocious is a very – you're being very politically correct.
8: <laughs>
1: All right. Here's a story from uh, – that, that actually John Beard, who is an anchor here in Buffalo, was in Los Angeles for a long time. And he tweets out he's he's an ultra lefty. There is no oh, yeah. he drives a Prius. Need I say more, Lieutenants? He <laughs> drives a Prius. Well, he tweets out this article that was in the Washington Post by Rick Nowak with the headline, Europe to America. Your love of air conditioning is stupid. The weather in Washington, D.C. and Berlin, Germany has been pretty similar recently. There's one striking difference between the two capitals, though. Whereas many Americans would probably never consider living or working in buildings without air conditioning, many Germans think that life without climate control is far superior. Well, here's the one thing I have to say about that. Who the hell won World War II, the Germans or the Americans? <laughs> we did. So who cares what the Germans think? And it goes on to say that many Americans visiting the U.S. frequently complain about the freezing cold temperatures inside hotels. And American tourists on the other side of the Atlantic Ocean have been less stunned by Europeans' ability to cope with heat even at workspaces or in their private homes. And then, of course, they have to bring in the climate change nonsense and the global warming and the carbon footprint and all this BS. And basically, he he says, in the long run, America's air conditioning addiction may also have another negative side effect. It will make it harder for the U.S. to ask other countries to continue to abstain from using it to save energy. The bottom line is that America's a big, rich, hot country. But if the second, fourth, and fifth most populous nations, India, Indonesia, and Brazil, all hot and humid, were to use as much energy per capita for air conditioning as does the U.S., it would require 100% of those countries' electricity supplies, plus all of the electricity generated by Mexico, U.K., Italy, and the entire continent of Africa. Well, whose fault is it? They don't build enough power generation, power uh, 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 plants, not ours. And what the also the, the conclusion is: if everyone were adapt were to adapt the U.S. air conditioning lifestyle, energy use could rise tenfold by 2015 if they followed what households with air conditioning in the U.S. do. Well, I'm replacing four air conditioners in my home right now because they're <laughs> they need to be replaced. They have a limited lifestyle, and I've got very efficient. I'm putting in uh, a you know very efficient multi-speed units. And my home, the Pleasure Palace, is going to be a nice 68 degrees. I do not, in one way, shape, or form, feel guilty about using energy. I don't feel guilty about being comfortable. And Mick, you are joining us from the European Theater of Operations. We don't care what the Europeans think about us enjoying air conditioning. And furthermore, again, next time they want us to win the war for them, <laughs> which there will be a time where they're going to call us, you know it always happens. We don't want to hear that our air conditioning use is is is
5: too excessive. Well, there's two things I've got to say about this, General. First and foremost, Britain is not Europe.
1: True. <laughs> so, but you guys are members of the European it, Union, which is another fiasco. We're
5: trying to get out of that.
1: It should have never gotten into it in the first place.
5: Correct. But we were conned by the politicians. Secondly, the Germans are great engineers. You would have thought they would have thought about coming up with air conditioning themselves. But no, they didn't. It was the USA.
1: That's right, Carrier. In fact, here's a little-known little, little story, that everybody thinks you know, Carrier air conditioning, which is very well-known, was invented in Syracuse. It was not. It was actually invented, I think it was William Carrier, in Buffalo, right, where we are conducting broadcast maneuvers from today. General,
4: General, that's true. And you know what? You've answered a question that's been in my mind for the longest time. A fellow that I do a lot of engineering work with around the cleaners, we finish our work, and what do we want to do? I want to smoke a cigar and have a beer. And I said, Jim, Jim Greep. I said, Jim, what would you like to have? You got a garage-warm Budweiser?
5: A (laughs) garage-warm Budweiser? Budweiser.
3: (laughs) And, General, can I just, for for the part, because I know you mentioned the Italians, please, remember one thing, General. In World War II, around uh, 1944.5, the Italians, after Mussolini was killed, sat back and said, who's
5: winning? <laughs> <laughs> and they said, we
3: are losing. it. He goes, we change the sights.
5: Yeah, <laughs> that's true. They do. Well, the,
0: You mentioned the air conditioning thing. All I have to say is in America, if you're going to smell like a goat, you'll want to make sure that there's a real goat
5: in the room. Yeah. <laughs> but the one thing I will say about the air conditioning thing, General, we actually thought your air conditioning gave you a... Lots of cold shoulders. We thought you was giving Britain the cold shoulder because we stood alone for two years. Two years, but we're really grateful that you did come and join us in the end.
1: Well, that you're right, but again, you stood alone because, well, we had to come in to finish it, Mick, like oh, we absolutely. always do. Of course. Of like course, we always yes. do. And, and, you know, that's a, that's, that's a conversation. We could have a great historical conversation about that because I think the world has changed, and certainly we see that, that... Uh, that uh, being a pacifist doesn't work and what we're seeing a perfect example of that now with obama in the white house and this nonsensical iranian deal. I've never – I love – I saw Donald Trump was on Meet the Press. We're taping this, lieutenants, on Sunday, August 16th. And Donald uh, Trump was on Meet the Press this morning, and he was great. And he said, I would have never released a nickel to the Iranians. Not a nickel. And the first thing I would have told him is, you want us to come to the negotiating table? You release our four American hostages that here, you're holding. Here, here. Period. Yeah. But again, Obama wanted a deal so badly that he was willing to roll over for everything. And that's exactly what he did. He is the worst negotiator not, not in American history, in world history, he yeah. really is. Yeah,
5: yeah, and I've got to say, General, you've you've apologised apologised for this on your radio show, the special relationship that the Britain and the USA enjoy, and you know because of the Obama administration, that's been diluted now, uh, and I have to say that this special relationship, it's about the people, not the politicians.
1: You're exactly right, and uh, I am not. I, I, Basically, every ally that this country has had, he's screwed. And every enemy, he's embraced. And that, therein lay the problem. Voice talent, Ed, now last night we were enjoying at Captain Paul's a wonderful post-Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water get-together, nice, great food, great libations, great company. Absolutely. And you had a comment, you posted on your <laughs> Facebook wall, a comment about the event. Yes. And uh, why don't you give us some background on that? Well, I got an email,
0: or not an email, but a, a, a Facebook post on my personal account from a, from a kid I went to high school with. In fact, as the show is running, it's my 30th anniversary, and I'm not going to be able to make it back to Latrobe, Pennsylvania. But this guy wrote to Ed, do you realize that you were not the baddest man on the planet from the class of 85, right? <laughs> I would never claim to be. It just strikes me odd that you bill yourself as an alpha male when you were intelligent and polite. Just saying.
2: As, as, <laughs> now, as, as,
0: as alpha males are not polite are, and what, are, intelligent. Are we in Neanderthals uh, the, with the uncouth Neanderthals? I don't think we are. are that
1: we? that man needs an
0: explanation of My what an alpha male is. My ex-wife might say uh, otherwise, but I mean that's uh, you know that's on her.
1: Uh, that be, first of all, what is the definition of an alpha male? Definition of an alpha male is somebody who is strong, who is decisive. Who certainly is gentlemanly, who is polite, who takes control of the situation, yeah. who doesn't like to be told necessarily what to do, who treats women very well, it has nothing. who has enjoys his harem, enjoys life, it has nothing to do with being what do you say, you that that an alpha male is not nice? That's no. absurd. The man doesn't doesn't know the, the, the definition of an alpha male.
5: One more thing general confidence confidence you're exactly right and people mix confidence for arrogance they're two totally different things
0: that's exactly right if i've got an objective and something that i want to accomplish i don't have any problem telling you where the bear crapped in the buckwheat
5: you know
1: and the other thing is people mistake truth for rudeness when you talk to someone and, and they ask you a question you're honest honesty is is many times is interpreted to be rudeness. I can't believe you would answer that question like that. Well, I'm giving you an honest answer. Yeah. You asked a question. And and so what I think it boils down to is there is a misconception of what alpha males are. And I have people say all the time, oh, well, alpha males, are well, you, you're a misogynist. No. An alpha male has nothing to do with being a misogynist. Frank Sinatra was an alpha male. He was the chairman of the board. Ladies loved him. He loved the women. But he treated every woman... Top shelf, absolutely, and that's how we do it. And all the ma- all the 32 hot dames in my harem, not one has a complaint. <laughs> See? I treat them right. I treat them right, and it goes both ways. And that's to me. When I saw that last night, Ed, I was incensed because I know, this man yeah. knows nothing about what it means to be an alpha male, and that's why, lieutenants, it is my job to spread the to spread the alpha male gospel across the country to share what being an alpha male is to take wussified beta males and transform them transform them like silly putty and in play-doh into strong confident alpha males and that's that. When you look at it, Mick, and you hit it right on the head. That people confuse confidence with arrogance. They confuse so many traits that have nothing to do with being an alpha male. Because this country has been so wussified and become so spineless after the over the last 40 years. And a perfect example: the commander in chief sitting in the Oval Office. He has no backbone. He has no spine. He's not an alpha in any way, shape, or form. It's an embarrassment to the male species. There's no room for
0: thin-skinned people. Certainly, well, certainly people in media. Since we have uh, a few of them in the room, you, you know, you you have to be able to dish it out and take it as well.
5: And you know, I, the other thing that ticks me off is when people give their opinion as facts. Now, uh, <laughs> when they do that, uh, uh, you're only going to be 50 percent uh, right or wrong when you give your opinion. But a fact is 100 percent correct. Right, like climate well, a change, If you if you disagree
1: with them, yeah. if you disagree oh. with them, and Ed, we've got some friends, mutual friends <laughs> that we know, oh, th- yeah. then 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 they insult you. That that. It, scientists, it's it's known fact. No, it's not known fact. Who's putting and the it, money behind the research? And, and, and you know, right, and in fact, research. if you look, we've only been keeping climatic records for, what, 120 years, 140 <laughs> years? This earth has been uh, around for millions of years. Right. So taking a small subset of millions
8: is irrelevant. The earth has actually been here, supposedly, for 4.6 billion years, okay? Right. If you narrow it down to a 24-hour day... Humans have been walking around for less than one second. Right. Less than one second. So it's kind of arrogant, don't you think, to think that we have already uh, – not, not saying that we shouldn't pay attention to to our path, and we should try to reduce emissions and all these things. Certainly. But but there's risk with everything we do. Planes crash. We still fly. It's like natural gas. You know, America is now number one in oil and natural gas in the world. Five years ago that wasn't possible. So you're you've developed energy security here, uh, which was not possible five or six years ago until you had the shale revolution, which is which is a huge thing for America.
1: Absolutely, and Trump talked about that, and we'll we'll get into that maybe in uh, next week's show. Lieutenants, the final and concluding segment of this post Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water edition of the Cigar Dave show comes you right next from the Gary O'Brien's pub in the classified and clandestine Western New York Theater of Operations.
0: Watch Cigar Dave's exclusive telecast with Rocky Patel Premium Cigars from the 2015 IPCPR at CigarDave.com. The General, Rocky, Nimish, and Nish discuss the new Rocky Patel 20th Anniversary Cigar, the Rocky Patel Sun Grown Maduro, the Tomikero by Hamlet, and more. Watch these exclusive telecasts anytime on CigarDave.com.
6: this difficult and challenging time when the government is trying to outlaw premium cigars and take away the art form of enjoying a beautiful cigar, we decided to introduce our brand called Prohibition. This cigar is going to be the bootleggers dream. A gorgeous cigar made in Esteli Nicaragua triple capped using a broadleaf wrapper and a Mexican wrapper from the San Valley. It's got Nicaraguan tobaccos from the Nicaraguan valleys of Esteli and Jalapa. It's rich. It's complex. It's got some spice, some white pepper, and a ton of sweetness. Full of flavor, this cigar is one that you're going to want to enjoy, and you're going to bootleg, and that's why it's called Prohibition. Enjoy it. I promise you're going to love it.
0: The Gar Dave's five-star lounge is open for your pleasure. Home of big-name entertainment, top-shelf booze, and beautiful dames.
1: Well, we are at a five-star gazebo lounge at the Gary O'Brien's Pub. Lieutenant Gary, Mrs. Harem of One, Gina opening up their GOP lounge to us as we conduct post-Alpha Pleasure Fest uh, on the Water broadcast maneuvers. Voice Talent Ed, Portuguese Princess Colleen, Colonel Ange, longtime broadcaster and friend Ed Kilgore. We've got Exo Tim, Colonel Mick the Brit, Captain Paul, Lieutenant Gary. We've got Butcher Dave and uh, Puff Muffin Lori and the rest of the ladies auxiliary front and center. Colonel Ange, I want to bring up a, we have a mutual friend, and uh, we were talking with him a couple of days ago, and he told us this story, and I will let you share it, uh, about a couple of kids in class Doing what boys do, calling each other some names, and it became a whole to-do, and it exemplifies what is, pro- what is a huge problem with the educational system and the wussification of American boys today.
3: In general, i like to start by saying, do you remember when you were 12 years old, 11 years old? Back in those days, I mean, you were a kid and you had relationships with your buddies, and and life was good. You played together.
1: You teased each other. So here's the story. And and we We played cops and robbers. Cops and robbers. We used cap guns. We drank water from a hose. (laughs) We climbed fences, all that good stuff. We
3: owned Swiss Army Knives. Exactly. Oh, my God. And and
1: we didn't turn out to be ex-murderers and and go into movie theaters and, and shoot the place up.
3: And that's what really bothers me. In general, you're spot on with all this. So our mutual friend has a son about the same age as my son. They're two Good buddies. They're in school all the time, and they're teasing each other now because now it's got to a point where you know the class is done and they're getting ready to go. And one of the guys, one of the boys, is a bigger boy, and one of them is a little bo- littler boy. I mean, really littler by his standard. And the bigger boy, the, the littler guy, is teasing him, and he says, "Hey, you know," and he, he, they're 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 playing around. and He says, "Hey, stop it there, fatso." And the the little guy or the big guy says, "Hey, you can't talk to me like that, midget." Well, folks... So far, that's
1: innocuous. Don't so, nothing big. I, you know, I, that's, that's what problem. I was thinking,
3: General. And then all of a sudden, the hammer came down. The hammer came down. They took both of those boys, they lifted them up, they moved them into the principal's office. Both of them were suspended. And You know why they were suspended? Because they used derogatory terms that were beyond the school's recognition of, of, of terms you could use to talk to another kid Both of them got a one-day suspension. They got a suspension because they were knuckleheaded around and said, Hey, fatso, stop it, you midget. Derogatory term general, tell me. I remember being 12, and I remember using words a little bit stronger than that. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And you know what that does?
1: That adds to the wussification of American boys, and it doesn't toughen them up. When you're a kid, that's part of the toughening up process. So what happens? They grow up to be young adults or adults. And all of a sudden, at the first sign of something negative happening, what do they do? They take out their frustrations using a gun and shooting up a school or shooting up a movie theater. Whereas when we were kids, we never saw that. Why? Because we were all toughened up. It was part of the process. Sticks and bo- stones may, uh what was it, sticks and stones? Break, break my, my bones, bones. But words will never hurt me. Never hurt But me. now, every, it's, it's like every kid's got to get a championship trophy. Everybody's a winner. That's not true. I love competition. I love pounding the competitors into oblivion i would be considered to be a hostile person now because <laughs> why i want to win nothing wrong with that
3: and one of the toughest parts about being a parent of a child that age me personally with uh, young giovanni is that the kid is going to grow up to be an alpha male the kid is going to grow up to be confident he's he's self-confident he wants to not feel uh on edge when he's in a situation and. These people, these educators, the people that I pay my taxes to teach these kids are trying to take them and back them off of that, General. And I think that's absolutely an
1: atrocity, don't you? They absolutely are destroying. And this goes back to the feminist movement 40 years ago where they wanted all boys to become more feminine, more in touch with their feminine side. There is not one ounce of femininity in this alpha male,
0: Political correctness run amok. And Donald that's Trump right. is
1: right. You say good morning to someone and they take, misinterpret it. What do you mean by that? Yeah. It's cloudy. I don't think it is a good morning. And, and But that's the truth. That's how absurd it is. And we're seeing this political correctness nonsense and it is harming American youth. And if these educators think they're helping, they are contributing to the process of, of kids growing up to be hostile because when they're told no... They don't know how to react to that. Absolutely, and they Let's lash see. out. That's the answer. Because General. they're told from the time they're two years old, you're a winner. You're like you're great. You're wonderful, and they've never experienced adversity. And if you don't experience adversity, you don't know how to deal with it. You learn adversity when you're a kid. So when you're older, you have adversity. I've dealt with it. I know how to deal with it. Absolutely. It is an absolute shame. Well, Lieutenant Gary. I wanna thank you for your hospitality. Hey gentlemen, what do you think we do and ladies, what do you think we do this every Saturday from here? What do you think? <laughs> totally for it. You know, this is one of the greatest shows we've had because we're all just having a good time. And Lieutenants, wherever you're listening, I hope you have as good of a time as we have had here today at the Gary O'Brien's pub.
4: General, can we uh, can we make sure we come back to Tampa in January?
1: Uh, November, December, January, If you're allowed to do Perfect. it for 20 Perfect. weeks from November until March, the Pleasure Palace is open for business 24-7. Summertime here at GLP. Want to thank Voice Talent Ed, Puff, Absolutely. Puff Muffin Laurie, Portuguese Princess Colleen, Colonel Edge, good buddy and broadcaster Ed Kilgore XO, Tim, Mick the Brit, Colonel in Charge of the European Theater of Operations, Captain Paul, Lieutenant Gary, Mrs. Harem of One, Gina, Cigar Dave, the General say Mayor Human always be full, Mayor Cutter always be sharp, Mayor Ashby extra, extra long, Semper Delectatio.